0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Day three of the NFL draft has wrapped up officially. Rounds four through seven are now in the books. Giants had a ton of draft picks selecting a odd amount of linebackers and defensive backs. We're going to recap that all for you here on the Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris and As I said, the Giants had a lot of draft picks to make moves here on Day 3, where they selected four linebackers, which is a ton for them to Decide to fill that position of need. We were talking about Chris how they were uh, needing to take linebackers early on. We wanted Isaiah Simmons, that didn't end up happening, and it seems like on day three their goal was let's go and get four of them. Yeah, yeah, we wanted
2: Isaiah Simmons, we wanted Zach Bond, wanted Troy Uh, Die, a whole bunch of other linebackers on the first two days we were interested in, and then. The sixth round rolls along, and Dave Gettleman just says, you know what? I'm going to draft all of the linebackers. Every linebacker left, I will take him. (laughs) That's kind of where we are now.
1: Yeah, he had this whole run in the seventh round where he went linebacker, linebacker, DB, linebacker. We're going to fill you guys in on all those players that were selected. They also managed to take yet another offensive lineman. Before we get to that lineman, though, the first player that they selected in the fourth round at pick 110 was Darnay Holmes, cornerback out of UCLA. Bit of a smaller corner here, Chris. Five foot 10, 195, but had a really fast 40 at the combine, 4.48. So talented player, has some athleticism, and I think that it's it's pretty quick and easy for us to assume here that he's going to fit, likely as a as the nickel corner as that slot cornerback for this Giants defense if he can win that starting job yeah I think he
2: that's where they're going to try him first in the kind of long time between the 110th pick and the 150th pick I was able to find some tape on Darnay Holmes I hadn't watched him in my draft prep but I did I did get to watch him during the draft does have good linear athleticism you can see the intelligence they were talking about on the broadcast yeah he does process information quickly he reacts quickly the problem he might run into, you know, as a slot corner or as a cornerback in general, is he has some stiff hips. Yeah, at the time watching him, do, do you remember the 1989 Batman movie with uh, Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton? Do you remember uh, watching Michael Keaton try to turn in, turn in the bat suit? That's a little bit what he looked like. So, I, I'm they'll try him at slot corner. Hopefully, he will stick there because the Giants desperately need one but I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe find his way to being a free safety because he does have that speed that should give him range and maybe being over top that would let him use his intelligence and processing speed. And he can trigger downhill very quickly. And he does have a good closing burst and he is a really sound tackler for a college DB. He, doesn't do any of those uh, shoulder checks, at least that I saw on tape.
1: Next player they took, Chris, was the 150th overall selection in the fifth round. A bit of a surprising move. Again, Chris, we keep saying surprising. It just seems so redundant at this point because every move that Dave Gettleman made in this year's draft was very unexpected. And... I can't argue with this decision to completely bolster the offensive line. I made a joke on the previous show that he's going to go ahead and go grab another guy, and he went ahead and did that. It's like Dave Gettleman was listening in and he knew that you know I was cracking a joke about that. Well, he went and got Shane Lemieux, guard from Oregon, six foot four, three ten at the combine. He ran a five one one, which isn't bad for a guard, a twenty five point five inch vertical, which is not much explosiveness, and then hundred and seven inch. Broad, Actually, I was talking about this on Instagram live, Chris, how I thought the Shane Lemieux guard pick was because they missed out on Biotis and they were thinking to themselves, maybe we can bump him inside the center. And if you actually go to Lemieux's uh, social media, there's a bunch of videos of him while he was doing his combine prep of him snapping so he, he's been practicing he's been working on that I'm sure they had that conversation with Lemieux that he's saying to him well can can you snap can you work on this if we decide to take you and I'm sure that's going to be a part of the game plan here going forward
2: yeah and I think if he gets on the field early in his career it will be a center yeah I I like him at guard I I liked his tape yeah he's kind of just a country strong mauler of a guard yet he doesn't have a whole lot of range he isn't terribly quick but when he can just square up on somebody get his hands on him you know he can put defenders on the ground which was kind of fun to watch especially in that Oregon offense it will be interesting to see if he can transition to center especially in this very unconventional offseason and really preseason we are about to have
1: yeah, and I'm sure Lemieux is going to continue to keep working on that because, as we spoke about at the beginning of the draft, before it happened, how the Giants need to go grab a center. We spoke about on the show before day two, at the very end of that day one show, how the Giants should go and get a center during that span, getting Matt Hennessy, Biotish, Cushionberry. Those guys were gone. And then we also even talked about it yesterday. When we finished up with the day two recap show saying that, well, Biotis is still on the board. They need to still go out and get that center. They didn't have that pick. Now they have Lemieux who they're maybe going to try and move him over or he'll be a developmental piece. The other pick that they had in this draft, the third one, was at pick 183 in the sixth round. That ended up being Penn State outside linebacker Cameron Brown. Six foot five, 233. He is a huge outside linebacker, Chris. 34 inch arms, too. This is incredible length for a linebacker. Ran a 4'7, 240, 16 bench reps, and then a 35 inch vertical. Chris, what did you see from him on tape with this gigantic frame that he's bringing to this Giants defense?
2: He is a really mobile linebacker for a big guy. Honestly, he kind of reminds me of Leonard Floyd and Lorenzo Carter when they were at Georgia. He isn't the same kind of athlete that they are. You know, he's not going to be running a four or five. We saw that. But he does have that long, very very flexible, very fluid frame. And he has the ability to play in space. He could be an intriguing Option to match up on some tight ends. He'll probably need some development before he gets on the field consistently. He's really kind of a generalist right now. He does have some burst to come downhill and play the run or blitz the quarterback. He does have some mobility and fluidity to play in space but he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades master of none right now. So the the Giants are going to have to work with him, find out what he is best at, and work to really develop that. And that frame and athleticism is really intriguing. And if they can find what his niche is and get him on the field, that – this could be a good value pick for them.
1: Yeah, it's a good point that you made there. He's not really a master of anything, but still has some really good base traits. That's the kind of guy you're looking for here in the in the 6th round is to get a guy that has a really good base to build up from and work with and you know, maybe you don't turn him into a defensive starter, but you can still grow and develop a guy like Cam Brown into some type of a rotational piece. Maybe he doesn't work out. It's it's kind of low ris- low risk, low reward in this situation. Chris, we've got four more picks to wrap up today's show. Before we get to them, we're gonna take a very short commercial break.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away.
1: The Giants had four seventh-round selections, a crazy amount of seventh-round picks. I think it was the most out of any single team, and then they wrapped things up very nicely with Mr. Irrelevant. Pretty much could have been anyone that they picked there that was going to be one of their undrafted free agent players, just a matter of who they wanted the most. But the first player that they took early on in the seventh round was continuing this trend of edge... Linebacker, bigger style outside linebackers. That being Carter Coughlin from Minnesota, edge prospect at 218. He's listed at six foot three, 236 pounds, and a ran a four five seven forty at the NFL Combine, also a 36 inch vertical. So, Chris, you you were talking to Canal uh, or Invictus also, rather uh, during the draft, and you had a pretty interesting comp for him.
2: Yeah. He basically said, you know, Coughlin is listed as an edge, but he's kind of like a uh, a poor man, Zach Bond. And yeah, I kind of have to agree with that. You know, similar size, similar level, similar ath- athlete. Uh, Coughlin is a high work ethic, high motor player, again, like Bond. He's got some ability to play in space. He does have some ability to play downhill rush off the edge maybe be a blitzer maybe you could do some games with him where you send him on an a gap blitz and try to match that speed up with a center or a guard i think of all of the picks today carter coughlin was my favorite and he's one he, i had kind of had my eye on as a potential late gem throughout this throughout the process
1: it yeah, really comes off as a super hard-working kid out of minnesota he does have a similar build to Zach Bond because he's not super big. He's only about 236 pounds, around 240. That's not really what you're looking for in an edge prospect and a pass rusher. So he'll probably make some sort of conversion to outside linebacker. If I if I were to assume just based on how big he is, unless they tell him, hey, you got to get up to 250 so you can you know fit and play as a pass rusher. But that wasn't where they were done though with taking linebackers because the next pick, which was pick 238 ended up being T.J. Brunson, linebacker from South Carolina. So they went back to actually three straight picks, rather, with linebacker-style players here, uh, and it, it seems like that they were really intent on bolstering that linebacking core and that pass rush in all of those position groups.
2: Yeah, Br- Brunson is, I believe, he was a two-year captain at South Carolina, uh, really well regarded as a leader from what i've been able to find out about him yeah i'm not sure what his role is going to be on the defense if he's going to have a role he might be a special teams ace which with joe judge in charge or at least as the head coach you have to imagine that a lot of these guys late in the draft they were taken with an eye towards special teams and from what i did see on tape from Brunson, he does have a good closing burst. He does move well in space. He plays hard. Yeah, On defense, he's going to have to work on his recognition and processing. He kind of fell for misdirections and you know, quarterbacks looking him off with their eyes a little too often. I saw him make a few too many false steps as an inside linebacker, and that's something you really have to work on if you're going to be playing defense in the NFL. But I could see him as a core special teamer, maybe a maybe this team's version of Chase Blackburn.
1: Dave Gettleman decided to take a short break from drafting linebackers at two forty seven. He took cornerback Chris Williamson out of Minnesota. So we have two Minnesota players coming to the New York Giants through this draft. Six foot two oh five, and then Chris. They wrapped it up at two fifty five. Mister Irrelevant with linebacker Tay Crowder out of Georgia. 6 foot 3 235 and relatively productive in his time at Georgia. So that was a pretty interesting decision here to go pretty much mostly offense in the beginning of the draft and then very defensive heavy especially in the 7th round.
2: Yeah, and I really do think these these guys maybe with the possible exception of Coughlin
1: were drafted
2: primarily with an eye towards the special teams and yeah, you know, linebackers, cornerbacks Maybe you could explain it better than I can, but they they tend to make pretty good special teams players because they're used to hitting people as opposed to wide receivers who are used to catching the ball and not getting hit. would probably at least prefer to not get hit. Maybe the Giants are just kind of hoping to reinforce their special teams first, and then if one of these guys can develop, maybe they can find their way onto the field on defense and come come away with a late-round gem.
1: And Chris, the one thing that was really interesting for us here when we were we were discussing before the show that it was very linebacker heavy day day three. It was very defensive back, not super heavy, but it was you know there were two defensive backs taken, and then finally another lineman. And despite us saying the fact that there are a ton of really talented receivers in this year's draft class, the Giants still managed to not take a single one. And that was really surprising to the both of us that they they decided to go against that. And it's not, you could make the argument that receiver wasn't the biggest need for the Giants, but at the very least with a, a historic year for depth at the receiver position, you'd think they would have at least taken one guy that could have been a, a developmental style fourth option for this receiving group.
2: Yeah, and yeah, I I did make the argument that wide receiver actually is a need for this team. Now, we said this a couple times during the run-up to the draft that we both expected them to take a receiver at some point just because almost any time you come up on the board, a wide receiver was going to be the best player. This wide receiver class, you know, we don't know that if any of the top guys are going to be like Julio Jones or AJ Green were when they came into the league or completely shake up the NFL universe like Odell Beckham did when he came into the league but the top guys are all really good and there was just so much depth and it it is honestly surprising that the Giants came away with no receivers drafted and also no defensive tackles drafted for once. That's actually the first time in a long time the Giants haven't drafted a defensive tackle. And, and this goes back to Jerry Reese. <laughs> they always draft defensive tackles. It's kind of surprising they didn't. And you know, the, just the positions that got drafted, they, they really concentrated on loading up on offensive linemen, cornerbacks, or defensive backs, and linebackers. That was pretty much their entire draft.
1: Yeah, they really kept everything so tight with those three position groups of need. That was really it. That was all they were going for was attacking those weaknesses. We talked about the whole offseason, how they were weaknesses, and instead of going out there and getting you know one guy to fill this need and one, one guy to fill that need and then maybe one guy to add depth over here, they just straight up attacked all three of those areas of need and filled it with as many talented trait based players as they could that have you know, a decent ability to step in and play and some of these guys are going to be high upside players that have a little bit of risk to them
2: yeah and I have to say it was also a little bit surprising the Giants didn't come away with a natural center before the draft Dave Gettleman said that the center position was a pressure point for them and we had heard throughout the draft that you know they liked Matt Hennessy. they could have been targeting Tyler Biotish, Lloyd Cushenberry, and it seems like every time a pick came up, it's like, okay, this one has to be the center. They decided to go somewhere else and wait on a center, and then that center would get drafted just before the Giants' next pick.
1: All right, that is going to be it for us here on the Chris and Joe Show. Thank you for tuning in, everyone, and be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you are listening to us. Also, be sure to Follow us on social media. You can follow us at Big Blue View. You can also follow Chris at Raptor MKII. And you can also follow me at Joe DeLeon. Tune in for our next show where we will be giving additional analysis on the NFL draft, giving you a full breakdown of everything that happened coming next week.
2: Support for this show comes from Fundrise.